It's the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast with Alex Trateris, John Malika, and Ricey on the beat. Let's go. What's good, everyone? Alex Terrace here with another Jets episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. And with me, as always, my buddy, my coach, my pal, the man with the plan, the one and only John Malika, and who's also always with us, the one and only video producer, Greg. That's right. We got both. We got all of us here today. Why? Because earlier this week, we talked about potential cuts. And of course, some of them were right. Some of them were wrong. So we got to clean it up, dissect it, carve it, figure it all out. That's why we're here today. But before we get into that, you already know the drill. If you listen to this podcast and you haven't already done so, please make sure to subscribe. We're on all audio listening platforms. We're on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Amazon, Alexa, Stitch, you name it. We are there. If you listen to us on Apple or Spotify, please make sure to give us that five-star rating. And if you listen to us on Apple, please make sure to leave a review or comment. We're also partnered with Fanside and Minute Media, so you can find this podcast on the Jet Press or the Daily Knicks. We also got that YouTube page. Nick's coming, Jets coming, ETC period, right? No one writes out, et cetera. That shit's wild. Find the page, subscribe, hit that notification bell. That way you know when a new episode drops. When you watch a video, hit the like button, add to the conversation by leaving a comment. We want to hear your thoughts and opinions. Come on, people. You got a lot of Nick's comments, but we need to hear your Jets comments too. We know you're watching. We know you're tapping in. Let us know. Let us know what you think. Reach out. All right. Add us on Twitter. I know you guys like to add us on Twitter. You can also leave a comment on the YouTube page. But while you're also over at that YouTube page, you got to make sure you check out Winning Picks Weekly. John, video producer Greg, and our guy and co-host Chip Murphy. These guys go through every sport for sports gambling. If it's NFL, college football, MLB, NBA, PGA, you name it. These guys got you covered. If you need to put money down on the line, go to, go check these guys out. And then last and certainly not least, please make sure to follow us on all social media platforms. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, you name it. We are there. John, Greg, my guys, we back. We back. We got a third episode this week. You know what that means? That means we're getting closer to the season. Because when it gets closer to the season, so back. Football is so get, back. When, when we get, when we, <laughs> we're dropping three episodes a week. That means we're, we're back rolling. We're back rolling. Things are full steam ahead. We had a nice off season between uh, the Knicks and the Jets. So now we're getting back into football season. Gotta, gotta make sure. Gotta yeah, make sure go people are up to date. Check out Winning Picks Weekly. Uh, Greg and I, we, we just did the AFC preview. That's out. NFC preview coming out. Uh, college and NFL week one. Um, it's coming out soon also. Uh, definitely check it out on YouTube. It'll be there first. Uh, and, and then obviously, uh, like and, uh, subscribe to the Apple and Spotify. Like Alex said, but yo, dude, I'm just, I'm hyped, dude. That, that, like we've been talking about every team, all the roster spots. I mean, the best part about watching College football, besides the fact that it's college football and it's really fun and it gets really exciting, is because we get to know and love these players, right? And it becomes easier for the draft process. And now on cut day, I'm like freaking out that Wyatt Davis is cut. <laughs> and then uh, Chaz Surratt is now a jet, what I was yelling about. Slack uh, is going off. This man's like, this guy's cut. This guy's staying. This guy's cut. This guy's back. It's like, <laughs> it's like John's at the stock market saying, buy, 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 sell, sell, sell. <laughs> That's literally what's happening in the Slack channel. It's crazy. Absolutely yeah, bonkers. 
Uh, shout out, like shout out to uh, Richie over at uh, Jets Media. Like he was live. He was live yesterday for like five hours. Today he was live for, like two and a half. Uh, and we were, you know, we were just we're all going through it together. <laughs> like you know, cut by cut. Um, you know, tweet by tweet. Honestly, uh, that, that's where the news comes from. So it's been it's been fun, man. And well, some some disappointing news, you know, coming out of one Jets drive, and, and some pretty optimistic news, you know. You know, with the fact that seven of our players got picked up, dude, seven off waivers, like that's that's a lot. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't. I mean, obviously, it was the most this year, but, but I mean, it, it just it's it's a testament because people make fun of us, right? When we're like joking around about the end of this roster, especially me, right? People like always hate on me, like, well, you know the you know the fifty three to sixty. Yeah, of course, I know these guys, and you know, apparently, other teams do too. So. There's some optimism here, but of course, there's some disappointing news, which we'll get into, like, you know, Pinock and the Giants and Tony Jefferson. Kind of annoying that they went to the Giants, but this is what it is. Happens, man. It happens. <laughs> you know what it is. But, hey, even though even though we lose guys, we got some of them back. That's a good thing. Not everyone was gone, but we understand that as contractually, we got to get guys on the, the practice squad. That's why these things happen. So in the moment... Everyone's, you know, losing their gasket. But now, you got guys back. So how do you want? How do you want to start this, man? How? What direction do you want to start? Do you want to talk about the offense, guy or defense, guys who were resigned, guys who we lost? How do you want to? How do you want to carve this thing up? Well, Greg, what's your what's your overall thoughts right now uh, on um, how? I guess the waiver wire. I mean, as as Alex just pointed out, things were a little bonkers because we all know that the Jets have the fourth pick in the waiver wire up until the end of week three and it doesn't reset like in fantasy right like you always have that spot no matter how many guys you claim so it's it was interesting that at the 4 p.m deadline which is why we wanted to re-record today right after the waiver deadline and check out the practice squads that the jets actually never made a waiver claim right and then we had the tony jefferson you know jets are interested in tony jefferson where jefferson was not is, is a veteran so he's not subjected to the waiver wire. Yep. So we were like, okay, like we'll give the Jets, you know, some, some leeway here, but it ended up, man. They didn't really make any huge, huge moves today. So, I mean, we, of course, we went to the roller coaster today, but I mean, <laughs> right now, how are you feeling uh, with, I think most of our practice squad actually uh, filled up at this point? Dude, I'm feeling great because I think our practice squad is full of guys that we want and the rest of the league wants to your point. I mean, when we recorded the other day, I think there was four people that we cut were claimed by other teams. That was the highest in the NFL at the time. We're up to seven now. Seven more, by the way. No, no, those four, no, that's actually like, it's actually 11. Okay. Like it was was seven today, but those four today kind of count. Yeah. I think 11 has got to be the highest (laughs) in the NFL. If you count the whole uh, off season so far. And when was the last time you remember, the Jets having the most desirable uh, waiver cuts. That's yeah, what I couldn't believe. Scraps, dude. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, that's so crazy. I think I think it's a testament to Joe Douglas and this front office with bringing in people, Rob Sala, creating a you know a, a culture where people want to come play. And because of that, you start having to make really tough decisions with guys that played a ton of games for us in prior years. So. You know, I'm very excited about where we're at roster wise. Um, very proud about a lot of our players being claimed by other teams because I think that means 
that's a good indicator to me that we're moving in the right direction. And, you know, I'm kind of sad to see Pinnock go. That was one of my guys. I really liked him. Um, yeah, didn't so get, let's, didn't let's make it to the practice squad. He got picked up, went somewhere else. So let me, let me just name the seven, right? Let me name, let me name all seven and, uh, let me see, if, you know, what thoughts you have. So we have, uh, Adoga going to Atlanta. We have Isaiah Dunn. That hurts my soul going to Seattle, especially to Seattle. Yeah. Uh, we got Wild Goose going to the football team. Pinock, as you just mentioned, going to the Giants. Goodry, he's fast, Greg. He's freaking <laughs> so fast. And he's going to Arizona. Uh, Delshawn Phillips to Baltimore. That kind of hurts a little bit. And Wesco, we also like coming going to Chicago. Poor guy, he's going to block. <laughs> he's going to, he's just going to block for days over there. Uh, you were talking about Pinock a little bit. Is, is, is that your, is that the one that hurts the most for you, especially because he's go- staying in the same stadium but wearing blue? And then he tweeted, I look good in blue or something, which is even more annoying. <laughs> yeah, that was tough. So, you know, I thought there was a couple other guys maybe that might get cut before him in the safety department or secondary department. So um, to see that he got cut, to see that he's going to the Giants and staying in state, playing at the same stadium, I mean, it's going to be tough if he has a good season or a good couple seasons with the Giants. And that's been known to happen, man. The Giants love our scraps, too. It's crazy. Not just the rest of the NFL. They got a couple guys over there, I feel like, sometimes that were on the Jets. So well, The Giants no- normally do this with safeties as well. I feel like yeah. they're, always, they're always getting safeties on the waiver. I feel like that's their thing. Since they got Collins and they felt kind of silly about that draft pick, they've been just picking up guys like Peppers, et cetera. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So, I mean, I'm very happy with where we're at right now. I'm very happy with this team. Um, oh, it's Pinock for you. Yeah, Pinock for me. What about you guys? Yeah, what about you, Alex? It's definitely Jason Pinock. I mean, come on, right. played safety for us last season. You know what I mean? Like he came up when we needed him most. That one listen, is tough. Listen, Alex, he he, he was a cornerback, <laughs> and he he kind of wasn't good enough, so we moved him to safety. It, 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 it wasn't like a. We no, also needed no safety good. play. To but we need point. safety. We, we yeah. need safety play, and that's where it's like, are we still deep at safety? Not really. Okay, like that's still the weakest position that we have on the defense, in my opinion. So getting rid of a guy who did an admirable job where you had even beat writers say, hmm, maybe they should consider transitioning Pinock to safety because of how well he played last season. That's tough. But how about Hamza, man? Hamza, like, that's crazy. What's wrong with Hamza? Well, well, oh, the fact that well, he that, made it? Yeah, the fact that he made it. The Why? fact that he because why? Because I, I like it, the fact that like he got cut and then came back. It's like it just it just shocked that they would even do such a thing. Amza? Don't you think? Yeah. Don't you think so? Amza Natural did not get cut. What am I missing? Didn't he? Is it on the list of guys who got cut? No, Hamza did not get cut today. Pinock Pinock was, I, I think, the biggest surprise from the cut list. But no, Hamza did. Hamza never got cut. I'm reading right here. I'm reading a quote right here to what uh, Zach Rosenblatt wrote. Guys that were cut today. Jets also cut Will Safety Parks, who had the standout training camp. Surprise defensive tackle Jonathan Marshall, nickel cornerback Javelin Goodry, linebacker Habs at Nazaldine. Unless that's a whole whole lot. I mean, I did not catch that that Hamza got cut today. Uh, Okay. So, I, 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 no. Right. That'd be pretty surprising. He had a pretty good preseason. Yeah. I'm looking at it right now, and he is not part of the linebacker core. He got cut. Oh, I guess I missed that today, honestly. 
I mean, there was a lot going on, John. You were firing all over the place. <laughs> like, like Alex said, that slack show. Oh, that's upsetting, going. though. Oh, yeah. He's not here, but I, I guess Sherwood made it. Oh, I, did, I missed Hamza. Did he get picked up somewhere? Uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't see that Hamza got. I haven't checked to see if Hamza got picked up, but that's what I'm saying. Like, you talk about guys that we were talking about in the last pod that transition. You asked to transition, and now they got cut. Yeah, so, like, yeah that is tough. Yeah, so, I, I, and he was he was unclaimed too, um, and now he's back on the practice squad, right? So we got, of course, quarterback Straveler. We all know we were hyped about that. Calvin yep. Jackson, wide receiver. Terry Black, wide receiver. Irvin Charles, wide receiver. So all the wide receivers are back. Okay, we got Kenny Yaboa. He's back. We lost Wesco. Grant Hermans, the offensive lineman that we cut that fought everyone. He's back. Bradley Ane, <laughs> the guy that had a pretty good. Uh, preseason game against the Giants picked up that uh, turnover. That's good that he's back. Jonathan Marshall draft pick. Tenzel Smart, who was kind of all over the place in the preseason, he's back. Hamza is back, so thank God for that. Didn't that that one slipped my radar? Uh, my fault about that. Sorry about the dead time on the pod. <laughs> and then um, Thomas is back as well, and Willie Parks. And I want to I, I want to stick with Willie Parks yeah. for a sec because you, you you talked about the safety position. Uh, right, we're talking about Pinock and the safeties, and and Salah in his press conference today made a point to say that uh, I, I think he, I forgot what word exactly he used, but he said it was kind of excruciating to decide the safeties to cut because basically he wasn't sure who would go get cut, picked up in waivers. And obviously they were right, you know what I mean? Like they're not BSing because seven of our guys got picked up today. But Will Parks, he's back, so the only person we really lost was Pinock. It, it, it's interesting. You know, and I, I, I think, I think that's a, you know, and by the way, Riley's is one of the waiver safety and waiver wire from the mm-hmm. four that, uh, Greg was talking about before. Yeah. So it's pretty interesting, right? We're, we're sitting here talking about lack of safety, lack of safety depth. Apparently everybody thinks we have good safety depth. So, uh, they like that kid. It's, like, Adams it's like, it's like the linebacker depth, players. right? It's like you think we have good. That's what I'm saying. I'm mean, saying we have such good linebackers. Like fact, on the practice squad. I mean, listen. <laughs> Quan Alexander had a really good game, Alex. Quincy Williams is now the backup. I don't care what anyone says. I don't care what chart you look at. I don't care what, like when we play the game, it's going to be Quan and CJ. John's not buying it. He's not buying it. But you know what bothers me though, and this is why. Like this is why it stinks that we lost Pinock because he did. He's done a better job than one Ashton Davis. Okay, here's the thing. What if? What if Alex and you're a proponent of this? What if the extra credit here is that he's really good in special teams. Doesn't and buy I, that. Think, that's, I think that's what it is. Cause I think that's what either Rob Sala or Joe Davis, I just watched both their press conferences back to back talking about the safety said it really came down to special teams play because yeah. there were so many options for them. They were, they all felt pretty good about everyone they had in that room. So special teams was a huge factor. How big of a, you know, how much better is Ashton Davis <laughs> special teams than Pinnock? I guess they know we, you know, I don't see it. I but mean, obviously, Ashton Davis is way more athletic. I mean, that's the I mean, yeah, he was a track. He was a, tra- he was a track runner, but you know, like even when you watched uh, Pinock playing, we don't have to go too much longer on this. You just saw it's just different. Like when it gets down to depth, and we saw it get down to depth, we're gonna have to watch Ashton Davis. If we have to watch Ashton Davis over Jason Pinock just because of special teams. That's a blow. That is a blow. That is a blow. 
Yeah, I mean, it's going to be it's going to be really tough if Whitehead is out and we have to have Davis there as a strong safety. It's going to be really difficult if Lamarcus Joyner gets out and we have the rookie Tony Adams out there. I mean, it, it's going to be a tough look. And also at the same time, if DJ Reed's injury is real, I mean, we're kind of putting it under the radar. Everyone's putting it under the radar. He's been injured all with soft tissue stuff already all pre all season, and we just signed him as a free agent. Yeah, I mean, that's the most typical Jetsian thing of all time. Like it makes perfect sense that the guy we just signed for a lot of money because he's the coach's friend doesn't play because he's injured. And we just don't talk about it. We just kind of, you know, like, Oh yeah, sounds good. Everybody else is good. Yeah. Talking too much about it right now. <laughs> so I'm just bringing it up right now. I'm kind of, I'm worried. I'm just worried. I'm not, you know, throwing DJ Reed under the bus. I'm, I'm just honestly worried about him and yeah. that position. Uh, I'll throw Ashton Davis under the bus though. <laughs> uh, dude, we're, we're, we're going to have to rely on him. So he better be good. And uh, I, I, trust, I trust this coaching staff, dude. I really do. I I, I trust their evaluation. Uh, oh no, yeah. One, one, one thing is Justin Hardy. He's been on. He's been on the chop block, but our special teams guy uh, Boyer apparently was banging his fists on the table. Was the hyperbole <laughs> given to us? So he's staying. But what's interesting, interestingly enough, if you remember us talking about Craig James, the DB. Uh, the Eagles special teams guy, another yep. gunner who we had uh, for, for a couple weeks during this offseason, cut him. He's back on our practice squad. So they're both around. That's fun. You know what I mean? We have a backup for him. Uh, that's cool. Vinny Curry, he looks like he, he's going to be on uh, – he's going to be out for four games on the on the injured reserve list. So he's probably eligible to come back after week six or after week four, but they have an extra two weeks to see how he's doing. But it looks like we're going to add another roster spot there. So I wonder if maybe Hamza comes back. You know what I mean? And, and, and kind of closes up that linebacker spot. I wonder, you know, they talked about strategy, about who they thought would get picked up off waivers. So that's what they were scared of. You know what I mean? I still think it's really interesting that they didn't pick anybody up. And the way the waiver wire works is when you pick somebody up, you, you have an hour to cut somebody. So it's not like you have to clear it first in order to pick somebody up. Like you have to wait until it actually gets accepted, you know? So I'm, I'm, I'm curious. I'm really curious as to why they didn't put anyone in. Obviously. They see something that we don't, but yo, this roster looks so thin now. <laughs> I've been staring there. at it like 85 guys for so long and it looks so thin now. I'm glad that the practice squad is at 16, but before we move to the offense, I, I guess the last notes on the defense here is that Jermaine Johnson looks like he's going to be a rotation guy for now. Yeah, He's not going to be that bona fide starter. Uh, mm-hmm. That we're looking for necessarily is probably going to be the starters. Is probably going to be Carl Lawson, John Franklin Myers, Q Will, and Bryce Huff. Yep, that's going to be the four. And then behind them will be Jacob Martin, Thomas Rankins, if he's hopefully good, and then Jermaine Johnson. So, yep. And then Michael Clemens is going to be a beast. So <laughs> I'm, excited, <laughs> I'm, I'm excited for the defense. You guys have any uh, any other words here? Uh, I mean, I, I'm also uh, I, I'm I'm hyped that you know Michael Carter is, is not alone. Like we're able to, I'm just so pissed. Isaiah done and and good are gone. That's it, tough, but he's he's kind of he's damn, he is on his own. I'm I'm I, Eccles is supposed to be his backup, but he's kind of injured too. Um, Michael Carter, we're kind of relying on him. We are relying. On I'm Michael okay Carter. with that. I'm okay no. with that. I'm just, I'm just pointing it out. Just, check out his Twitch channel. Right, he's always on there. And he's, <laughs> he's, he's, he's he's a cool guy. Uh, 8K Mike. He's he's cool, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm I hope he stays healthy. He had a really good preseason, but yeah, moving on to the offense, 
We, we, we did the tight end stuff with Wesco. And I, I, I can't bury the lead anymore, guys. I can't bury the lead. Lawrence Cager, baby. Look, <laughs> Alex, do you remember laughing at me when we were talking about Lawrence Cager wide receiver stuff like two years ago? Not only is he a tight end now, man, and uh, Coach Middleton loves him, our tight end coach. Guy put on like 15 pounds of solid weight, and now he's a, made the 53 tight end. He made West Coast get cut, dude. Let's go. Lawrence Cager. Shocking. Absolutely. Bulldog. Let's go. Absolutely shocking. And the fact that we're going with four tight ends, I feel like that's interesting. I'm interested right? about Rucker, dude. I'm, I'm, I'm curious if he's going to end up on this four game IR just to chill out. <laughs> you know, I, 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 yeah. I, I, it feels like it's coming. I mean, he, he showed some promise during, uh, preseason. Like he had some solid runs, solid catches, yeah. uh, was able to lower the shoulder and get some yak. So, you like you like that. Obviously, he still needs to get more polished as a blocker, figure out the scheme a little bit better, and just make sure that he is comfortable in the Michael Four system. But I'm just like I. It looks like a solid tight end core. I mean, obviously, you got Conklin, Uzoma. Obviously, those two guys were going to make it. There's no question about that. Those are your two starters right there. You would think that, you know, maybe you would add some guys who've already played the position. That's why West Coast, especially as a blocker, you need him to have. One, a rookie who's not quite ready, and then also a converted wide receiver to a tight end. That's the depth. That's, that's the confidence, baby. That's the confidence. That is conf- that, and confidence is the right word. That is confidence in the coaching staff. Last that episode, is, wow. Last episode, we were, we were literally here like, okay, it's, uh, it can't be Bowden and Wesco on this team. Maybe they'll just keep one. And we were arguing for like three, four minutes about which one to keep and which one to be more. Neither. They got both of them. (laughs) We don't need need you guys. We're good. So it's it's really interesting, man. We're we're running the no fullback system. I think we're going to run run a lot of two tight end sets. And I'm telling you right now, I think definitely. Tyler definitely have an unbelievable season. I really definitely, try. definitely. There's no question that we're, we're not running two tight end sets. There's no question whatsoever. You don't have, you don't get both of these guys and have one backing up the other. You're going out there, you're playing both of them, which I'm fine with. You know, that's the Michael Ford game as you've written about for the Jed press, right? Getting those short intermediate routes, getting guys out there quickly, using your tight ends short. to do so. That's Very it. I, 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 I feel like I need to write that on my forehead for like for winning picks weekly. I want to write fade, fade everyone, fade them, fade the public. Like that's what he like. I, I need this team to stay healthy. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of glad that Tico is not on his team. We cut Tevin Coleman. It doesn't look like he's on the practice squad. Yeah. Yet, let's get into that. Let's, let's get it. Let's get into that. I want to get into the running backs because this is actually very, very interesting. Zonovan. Very, very interesting. Zonovan Knight made it. Ty Johnson, and we were talking about how it had to because we this is another position that we thought three running backs. NC we State, legit, baby. NC State, we have four tight ends, <laughs> four running backs, and it's just it's interesting that it's Ty Johnson. It's not too far off that it's Ty Johnson. I can understand it's Donovan Knight. You would think like my whole thought process was that you want to like he he played well. I'm not going to diminish what Donovan sleeping. Knight did during the preseason. I'm sleeping now. I'm not sleeping, sleeping on. I'm not sleeping on him, bro. I'm not <laughs> sleeping on him. The thing is that. These, it, it just show like, for, I'm just curious in the whole thought process. Like I get taking, I get taking gambles on like Zonovan Knight and, and having some, you know, Ty Johnson. You could, it, it makes sense with Ty Johnson between him and Tevin Coleman. You're still getting that veteran presence. You, it, it for, they essentially said, even though Coleman knows our playbook, 
We need to go with a little bit more youthful guy who can still play and that's not always injured. And that's one Ty Johnson. I get that. I'm just curious because it's just like you choose like, like we go back between Ashton Davis. I, I, I harp on this because it's like you want, we need talent and depth. And that's not of a night. That's not that's not of a night. All pro more than anything in the whole world, just for you, <laughs> like just for you. I need him to be good, not for the Jets, not for me. Just, just for you, dude. He, he's been driving me nuts since the minute we drafted him. <laughs> there was promise, and he hasn't done anything, bro. He got injured, hasn't done anything. It's just nonsense. Uh, but no, like this makes sense. Where you're like, all right, young guys showing promise on the field. Boom, got it. Donovan Knight. We need like, and we, I, I would argue we don't even really need that much depth at running back, but still you, they keep talent, but we do need depth at safety. This is where I'm like, where is the mind? Like they say special teams. I get the special teams need, but how much better on special teams is Ashton Davis? I'm sorry. I keep coming back to that, but this is why it's like for the running back situation, just to go back, it seems like, you know, I can even argue for Ashton Davis that he still knows the playbook defensively. He's a veteran. That's why they keep him around. Plus the special teams. You would think that that same logic would go to Tevin Coleman, but. See, here's doesn't. the thing. I'll, 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 I'll answer that and I, I want to hear what Greg has to say. But for me, it's actually really simple, man. Zonovan Knight would have 100% been picked up off waivers. 100% chance. We would have mm. lost him. We would have never saw Zonovan Knight again. And Tevin Coleman is still available. I mean, honestly, that's all you have to know. I, I, that that is pure, the most pure logic answer I can give you. But no, it makes sense. That, other than that, Zonovan Knight is just better. Like he's just so good. Like as an actual running back, he's just better. I don't know how else to put. I am so excited about Zonovan Knight. Uh, I, I can't explain it. Like if if, if anyone's going to be cut here, it better be Ty Johnson. It better not be Zonovan Knight. I'm. I'm now that he finally made the 53, he better stay on the 53. Unless, obviously, he plays bad or he, or he gets hurt or something. Not for sure. But, look, man, before we... we, we hey, Greg, uh, Greg, what do you got here? Uh, just uh, back to uh, uh, Robert Sala's press conference earlier today. He talked about it. He said, we kept four running backs um, because all four bring something different to the table. And if we can get the best out of all four of them... For what they bring to the table, we could have one of the best running back cores in the league. So, you know, they all do something a little different. What exactly they do a little different, I'll take Robert Sala's word for it. I don't know really. Zonovan Knight versus Ty Johnson versus Michael Carter, what the real crazy difference is between the three of them. I kind of view them very similar. And then Brees Hall kind of on his own. Um, as you know, a bigger guy, more powerful back than the other three. I think are a little bit more shifty. My other big takeaway, kind of a funny thing too, Zonovan Knight, nicknamed Bam. Rob Sala is calling him by Bam at the press conference with Sauce Cake and a nickname. Sauce is a G <laughs> or a mod. He's our, he's the fourth pick. Coach Sala, they're going, Bam, Bam's good. Bam, you know, he brings yeah. a lot to the table, Bam. I'm like, wait, Coach Sala, what about, what about Sauce Carter, the number one quarterback in the, the class right now? Like, what's going on? So. I thought that was funny. And then also looking up too, he's Bam Knight on the Jets official website too. Like that's his name. So you know I why? It. I'm all in. You know probably why? Because everyone has that clip of Salah going, Sauce. And it's like, if he said, if he's like, yeah, Sauce is like, who? And I think, I feel like he'd be like, all right, guys, I get it. I get it. Well, I get listen, it. we got, we got Strav. Straffler. Yeah, he's we back. do. I'm hyped he's back, dude. I'm actually really happy he's back. Especially because the fan base is going to melt. 
I can't stand the Jets fan base sometimes. Melting over a four-string quarterback. We're cutting Mike White. We're we, we're cutting Zach Wilson. Like everyone, everyone, we're having a meltdown right now. Week one, right around the corner. But the last thing I want to get to, guys, here and probably the most polarizing topic in Jetsland. Honestly, there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them, dude. Like this is this is for me. Like this is the Knicks Jets etc. podcast. Most of us are Knicks fans here, uh, Jets fans. This is the the new Frank Frankie Smokes, right? The, he, he's the he's the Jets version of Frankie Smokes. Is he really? Yeah, you, dude. That's the I, cop. Interesting. Yeah, man. There's so many people who just who think that once he plays, he's gonna be Calvin Johnson, right? And there's other people that think that he is literally Stephen Hill. And there's literally no in between. Like there's little, there's nothing in between. And it's like if he gets playing time, he's gonna he's gonna show you his Calvin Johnson. If he doesn't, you're gonna think he's Stephen Hill. Like that's just how, that's just how it's going right now with Denzel Mims. And it's really interesting the position that he's in. He obviously can only play the outside. That's all he did in Baylor. That's all he does here. Okay, that was what they're talking about. He doesn't know the playbook. He doesn't know the playbook because he's not running other routes, dude. He's not gonna he's not gonna run your inside slot stuff. And guess what? He doesn't have to. Elijah Moore is here. Braxton Berrios is here, and to a slighter extent, Garrett Wilson's here. Like they can do that stuff. He's like, I'm not doing it. I, I just run up and down. I'm Robbie Anderson. All right, I just run up and down. So I understand why strays he's on this pod. Everyone catches a stray on this pod. <laughs> I understand. I understand why he's frustrated. Because he's behind Corey Davis, and we signed Corey Davis, and he's a veteran. And even though he sometimes stinks, we can't do anything because he's the veteran, and we paid him. You know, there's obviously no no Corey Davis slander. My bad, Richie. Jets media, he shouted you out. I know that's against the rules, but like, it, it, he's not the best wide receiver ever. It's probably his last year on the Jets. The Jets probably like, dude, man, just wait one more year, dude. Just wait one more year. You could, you know, you could really audition for it. And he's pissed off. Right, he had he was sick last year. He had a rough year last year, and now he's his second year in the system. He thinks he's good enough. He's making frustrated comments at the locker, like, "Yo, dude, I do everything they say," and they just they are very clear about what they want. I think it's interesting, and props to us, right? A, a little pat on our back here for being right about the draft compensation. Right, it feels like we figured out this uh, this front office pretty well. They wanted a fourth pick, a fourth round pick. No one was willing to give it to them. Uh, I forgot. I forgot all the teams. It was like Vikings. Uh, it's Vikings. Cowboys. Yeah, according to Connor Hughes, it's the Vikings, Cowboys, Seahawks, uh, and the Panthers that have called for Denzel Mims. Dude, for, I know. What, I know who John's eyeing right now for a fourth dude, round pick. If I'm the Panthers and they call me, and Joe Douglas calls me, I would literally, I would never answer that phone. Never, never, never. I'm not even coming near that phone. I, th- that would be insane if we got a fourth. Like honestly, I would. The league would have to have an investigation. <laughs> What's going on with Carolina? I would love Carolina's pick more than anything in the whole world. I don't think they're going to draft next year. If they lost their fourth round pick, they're just going to kind of just wait during the draft. Uh, I would feel honestly a little bad about that. I like the, the Cowboys' fourth pick, but to be honest with you, watching Denzel Mims do really well in primetime games with a star in his helmet uh, would hurt my soul. And then if he goes to Dallas, that's going to really confirm – my friend comp. Like, if Denzel Mims goes to Dallas and we have to watch this, I'm going to be like, dude, I'm, I'm literally in a parallel universe here. Oh, my goodness. What are your thoughts on Mims, Alex? I know you've been all over the place with him. You just want him to get playing time. You're in the Frankie Hive. You're in the Denzel Mims Hive. What do you think? 
What do you think of Mims? I mean, I've been it. Uh, I mean, I would like to see him play. I've been, you know, I asked for him to play last beginning of the beginning of last season. Saw why he didn't play once he got out there end of last season. Then saw the ladder drill, but he looked he looked <laughs> good this preseason. He looked good this preseason. I'll give him that. He looked good this preseason. Ended with 107 yards and a TD. All right, playing with Strebler, playing with Mike White. These guys looking. Uh, All favor Mike White. All favor Mike White. That's correct, <laughs> sir. Please. Yes. So I like what Mims has shown this preseason. It stinks because he was a second round pick. We had hopes for him. You know, the whole thing is his catch radius. Length. But you talked about it. he's an outside guy. Can't really be in, he can't be moved around that much, which honestly, all the other guys can be moved around. And that's kind of what Michael Ford wants with this offense. Guys who are dive, who have a diversity in route running and ability to play anywhere on the field to throw off the defense. So if he can't do that, I get why they want to move him. It stinks. Don't they don't, move him, yeah, I know they don't, but he requested. Do you believe him? Do you believe him, Alex? So Salah said. And Gre- I knew Greg wanted to point that. I'm sorry to take this on your feet because Greg goes no, all over all the good. press conference. <laughs> Greg they said that inside. Denzel Mims was never John. in doubt. And that's exactly what I say when I'm sweating out of bed until the last second. And it finally hits <laughs> and I just say, oh, I'm never in doubt, bro. Yeah, Eagles doubt. score a two-point conversion to cover against the Buccaneers <laughs> yeah, like, oh, for easy, no reason. Bro. I told you. Yeah. Tom Brady never covers it, Brian. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I told you. I told you. Exactly. <laughs> Never in doubt. I'm with you. I think you got, I think if you're the coaching staff, if you're the GM, you got to just say with a straight face, like, no, he was always part of the plan. He was always part of the 53 man roster where you damn know. So it was like, yeah, we'll give you a fourth round pick. He was gone that minute. So, um, I'm happy he's here. Corey Davis. I mean, I don't want to talk too badly about the Jets right now. Corey Davis is going to get hurt. He gets hurt every year. I don't know if he's played a full season, maybe one in his career. So he's going to get opportunities. Denzel Mims just has to stop getting penalties. Like, dude, you just have to, you just have to just show and up. And, yeah, he, he. The more, the more I listen to him, the more I'm getting more involved now on the Jets podcast. The more I'm listening to everything, and it's just like he might be one of the least self-aware guys I've ever seen. <laughs> like, it's insane. He's like, I do everything they say. I'm getting better, stuff like that. Like, one of the guys was asking Coach Sala at the press conference about it. And he's like, you know, you keep saying Denzel Mims improved a lot, but like, why isn't he starting? It's like, that's rich. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you can see Solid just like hold it back. It's like, cause he stinks. Like, he improved <laughs> from sucking to stinking. This doesn't mean he's gonna, he doesn't mean he's good. So, yeah, he's our, dude, he's our sixth string wide receiver. They were Yo, very, he's clear behind, about that. He's, not, he's behind Corey Davis. He's not our sixth string. They're trying to spin the zone the crap. Oh, yeah. Out yeah. Of yeah, yeah. Because he's you behind can't say, Corey Davis. You can't say he's a sixth guy in the depth chart. You can't yeah. say he's behind Jeff Smith. Then you're like, whoa, he's got behind yeah. Jeff Smith. He's definitely behind Jeff. He is behind <laughs> Jeff Smith. Oh, there's no question. There's no question about it. There's no question about it. No but question. Dude, about it. I hope he plays, dude. I hope he plays. I hope he gets this opportunity. To Greg's point, uh, I think this is really important to to note for this Jets roster specifically, right? Because we're all over it here. Corey Davis, Lawrence Cager, C.J. Uzama. DJ, I mean, for now, DJ Reed, Carl Lawson. Let's go. Let's just, forget DJ. Let's go, Carl Lawson. All these guys. I'm sorry to say, and it breaks my damn heart. Quan Alexander. Quan Alexander, injury prone. They get hurt. Joiner. Joiner. 
You know what I'm saying? Players that like actively got hurt. That's like a solid seven starters or like solid seven, you know, pieces. Of, and, and it's important because there's a, a next up mentality. I think that the Jets finally have, you know what I'm saying? It's finally the next person's going to step up and do his work. And dude, Denzel him just shut up. Like look at Lawrence Cager. Like he shut his mouth and gave 15 pounds and learned a new position. Just shut up, Mims. Like you're gonna get your chance, dude. Like you talking a lot is not is not helping anything. It's not helping your draft stock. It's honestly making it more likely that you're gonna sit behind Corey Davis and get no snaps all year. You're just gonna sit there. So just like I'm sorry to say, but like that stuff pisses me off because he's he's he doesn't see the opportunity. Like you said, the the, the best that is a great line there, Greg. He's the least self aware person. I totally agree. Like how can you not see the light, dude? You know what I'm like, you don't think Lawrence Cage just sees the light? Like, he sees the guys in front of him, like, yeah, I'm supposed to come through. You know, this is his time. CJ is a veteran, but, you know, he, he, you know, and, and behind him, in front of him is Jeremy Rucker, a rookie. Like, he could literally be the legit number two or, or starting tight end by week nine. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's like, how do you not see that path? Yeah, like, I can see path. I can see him talking to his agent after the preseason game against the Trans. Like, I told you, man, I see an opportunity. I got 100 yards, a touchdown, seven catches. It's like, dude, you're playing against the fourth-string Giants defense. What like, I don't yeah, get you should like, have 100 yards. Where is he going to go and he's going to be the number one wide receiver, dude? Like, he, where, are you, where, where are you going yeah. and you're going to be an X and a Y right away? Where? And if, that, if that's You know what? Then there's no quarterback that exists. I got the better comp for you. It's not Frankie Smokes for Denzel Mims. Oh, it's Cam Reddish. Oh, Cam Reddish. I guess, yeah. Is he Think about sports, it. Though I thought you were going to say Alfred <laughs> Payton. I was nervous for a second. No, I'm not. Not Alfred Payton. No, Cam Reddish. <laughs> Think about it. Everyone sees a lot of potential, a lot of intangibles, athleticism. Oh, just drafted. needs the opportunity, uh, and he drafted. wants to be love. a starter. Dude, there's a. There's a love that we have when we draft our players. We're upset for Pinock for no reason. He's a cornerback that stuck. Yeah, but the, the way the NBA got is picked today. up to the Giants. Yep, yeah, picked up to the Giants. It's fine. Yeah. The way the NBA works is like players, and it's players and team players. Knicks, Knicks, I mean, Knicks fans, Knicks fans would melt if we ever got rid of McBride. Melt. We would melt because he's our draft pick. <laughs> you know what I mean? Even though it literally does not matter. Look, man, when you never had draft picks and you draft people, then it's like, whoa. <laughs> well, listen, the Changes Jets everything. had draft picks. Longest tenure, Tommy Henney, still holding it down. Greg the leg at kicker. Braxton Berrios holding down our punt and kick return. I hope Bam gets a kick return. Yo, Bam gets a kick return touchdown this year. Dude, I'm, I'm, something. Flipping, I'm flipping tables. So I'm hyped, man. I'm hyped. I'm hyped about this roster. I don't. I don't want to speculate on who uh, who I think the Jets can get from the WAF. You know, from now on, I think we're looking for interior D line help. I think we're looking for safety help. Anywhere we can get it, if we find, I think it, we're we'll looking for O line, offensive line. I think we're good at guard. As weird as that sounds, yeah, center and tackle though. I think we could use a guy. Yeah, Dan Feeney's right now. He's our backup center. Yeah, cool guy. I like Dan Feeney. Don't get me wrong. Urbig, a guy that we picked up off waivers. He's our backup guard. And then Max Mitchell, obviously our right tackle. Udaga gone. Another draft pick, USC. The USC era is officially over. <laughs> I, remember, I remember picking up Udaga like, dude, Mark Sanchez's guy. We got this. <laughs> I literally remember those days. So Yeah. 
disgusting. I wish right, I guys. could say it was a fun era, but it wasn't that fun, the USC so, era. Yeah, it's, it's been real. It's been fun, but it has been real fun. Yeah. Yeah, but I think this is a good place to, to end this pod. All right, everyone. Thank you for tuning in for another Jets episode of the Next Jets, etc. podcast. You know what to do. Please make sure to subscribe. We're on all audio listening platforms. You can find us over on YouTube. And make sure to follow us on all, all social media platforms. And when you go over to the YouTube channel, make sure to check out Winning Picks Weekly with John, video producer Greg, and our guy and co-host Chip Murphy. If you love sports gambling, they're also partnered with Minute Media, so you can go find their podcast, which is also on all audio listening platforms like Apple and Spotify. Okay? So thank you, everyone, for tuning in for another episode. We'll catch you later next week for another Jets episode and Nick's episode of Dude. the Nick's Jets, etc. podcast. Alex, it's the preview to the Ravens game. Week one. Three it's episodes, not just a baby. Jets episode anymore. It's, it's the official. Whoa, 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 whoa. There's going to be a Jets episode probably early in the week. And then All the right, preview. Just, okay, fine. Hey, man. Hey, man. Hey, I'm just saying. Fine. We'll I'm see. Just, we'll see. But I'm just excited. Dude. Week one. I smell it. It's no. here. Football's here. Football's here. Yeah. It's here. Winter's here. I like that. You can go have your pumpkin spice latte now. All right. You can go have your pumpkin spice latte. Dude, I like that. Football is here. It's back, baby. We back. Let's go. All right, we out, everyone. (laughs) Let's go, Jets.